This is Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. And you're listening to Vinyl Visions with your host, Mackenzie Patricks. And a very good day to you. Welcome to another edition of Vinyl Visions here on Island Waves. Today we have a special treat for you. Our spotlight guest is Arlo Guthrie. The year was 1965. It was sometime in late November. An ill-fated trip to Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where he had gone to school, the son of Woody Guthrie, then an office boy for Harold Leventhal, who would one day be his manager two years later, an iconic hero was born, for it was there, the scene of Alice's restaurant, that another sordid chapter in the annals of injustice took place. So here today, folks, on Vital Vision, I bring you Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant. Here's side one, the Alice's Restaurant Massacre. song's called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago, it was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant, but Alice doesn't live in the restaurant, she lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Fotch is a dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be, and Having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the city dump. Well, we got there and there's a big sign and a chain across the dump saying closed on Thanksgiving and we had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before and with tears in our eyes we drove off into the sunset looking for another place to put the garbage. We didn't find one. 
Till we came to a side road, and off the side of the side road was another 15-foot cliff, and at the bottom of the cliff was another pile of garbage, and we decided that one big pile's better than two little piles, and rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. That's what we did. Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat, went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obi. Said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage and just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi, cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. <laughs> After speaking over for about 45 minutes on the telephone, we finally arrived at the truth of the matter and said that we had to go down and pick up the garbage and also had to go down and speak to him at the police officer station. So we got in the red VW microbus with the shovels and rakes and implements of destruction headed on toward the police officer station. Now, friends, there was only one or two things that Obi could have done at the police station, and the first was that he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely and we didn't expect it. Another thing was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around vicinity again, which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't even counted upon, and we was both immediately arrested handcuffed. And I said, Obi, I don't think I can pick up the garbage with these handcuffs on. He said, shut up, kid. Get in the back of the patrol car, and that's what we did. Sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the, quote, scene of the crime, unquote. I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where this happened here. They got three stop signs, two police officers, and one police car. But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in a newspaper story about it. And they was using up all kinds of cop equipment that they had hanging around the police officer station. They was taking plaster tire track footprints, dog smelling prints, and they took 27 8 by 10 colored glossy photographs with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. Took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner, the southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. After the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in the cell. Said, kid, I'm gonna put you in the cell. I want your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in the cell, but what do you want my belt for? And he said, kid, we don't want any hangings. Said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering? Obi said he was making sure, and friends Obi was, cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and ground. And he took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars, roll out, the roll the toilet paper out the window, slide down the roll and have an escape. Obi was making sure, and it was about four or five hours later that Alice, remember Alice? It's a song about Alice. Alice came by and with a few nasty words to Obi on the side, bailed us out of jail. We went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat and didn't get up until the next morning when we all had to go to court. 
We walked in, sat down. Obie came in with a 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back each one. Sat down. Man came in, said, All rise. We all stood up, and Obie stood up with the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures. And the judge walked in, sat down with the CNI dog, and he sat down. We sat down. Obie looked at the CNI dog. Then the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one and looked at the CNI dog. And then the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one and began to cry because Obi came to the realization that it was a typical case of American blind justice and there wasn't nothing he could do about it. And the judge wasn't going to look at the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. And we was fined $50 and had to pick up the garbage in the snow, but that's not what I came to tell you about. Came to talk about the draft. We got a building down New York City, it's called Whitehall Street, where you walk in and you get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected. I went down and got my physical examination one day and I walked in and sat down. Got good and drunk the night before, so I looked and felt my best when I went in that morning. Cause I wanted to look like the all-American kid from New York City. Man, I wanted, I wanted to feel like all. I wanted to be the all-American kid from New York. And I walked in, sat down, I was hung down, brung down, hung up and all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. And I walked in, I sat down, they gave me a piece of paper, said, kid, see the psychiatrist, room 604. And I went up there, I said, shrink, I want to kill. I mean, I want, I want to kill. Kill. I want, I want to see, I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead, burnt bodies. I mean, kill. Kill. Kill! Kill! And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill! Kill! And it started jumping up and down with me, and we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill! Kill! And the sergeant came over, came to the middle, and set me down the hall, said, you're our boy. And you feel too good about it. Proceeded on down the hall, getting more injections, inspections, detections, neglections, and all kinds of stuff that they were doing to me at the thing there. And I was there for two hours, three hours, four hours. I was there for a long time, going through all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things, and I was just having a tough time there. And they was inspecting, injecting every single part of me, and they wasn't leaving no part untouched. Proceeded through, and I when I finally came to see the very last man, I walked in, walked in, sat down after a whole big thing there, and I walked up and said, what do you want? He said, kid, we only got one question. Have you ever been arrested? And I proceeded to tell him the story of Alice's Restaurant, Massacre, with full orchestration and five-part harmony and stuff like that, and then all the phenomena stopped me right there and said, kid, did you ever go to court? 
I proceeded to tell him the story of the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one that stopped me right there and said, kid, I want you to go over and sit down on that bench that says Group W. Now, kid! Group W is where they, where they put you if you may not be moral enough to, to join the army after committing your special crime. And there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking people on the bench there. Mother rapers. Father stabbers. Father rapers. Father rapers sitting right there on the bench next to me. And one, it was mean and nasty and ugly and horrible and Fighting guys are sitting there on the bench And the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one The meanest father raper of them all Was coming over to me And he was mean and ugly and nasty and horrible And all kinds of things And he sat down next to me and said Kid, what'd you get? I said, I didn't get nothing I had to pay $50 and pick up the garbage <laughs> I said, what were you arrested for, kid? I said littering and they all moved away from me on the bench there to carry on bone all kinds of mean nasty things till I said and creating a nuisance and they all came back shook my hand and we had a great time on the bench talking about crime mother stem father raping all kinds of groovy things that we was talking about on the bench and everything was fine we were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of things until the sergeant came over had some paper in his hand, held it up and said, Kids, this piece of paper's got 47 words, 37 cents, and 58 words. We want to know details of crime, time, crime, and outcome, thing you got to say, pretend to about the crime, want to know the rest of my officer's name, and outcome, thing you got to say in the top. 45 minutes and nobody understood a word that he said, but we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench there. I filled out the massacre with the four-part harmony and wrote it down there just like it was and everything was fine and I put down a pencil and I turned over the piece of paper and, and there, there on the other side, in the middle of the other side, away from everything else on the other side, in parentheses, capital letters, quotated, read the following words. Kid, you rehabilitated yourself. I went over to the sergeant and said, Sergeant, you've got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself. I mean, I mean, I mean, I just, I'm sitting here on the bench. I mean, I'm sitting here on the Group W bench. Because you want to know if I'm moral enough to join the army, burn women, kids, houses, and villages after being a litter bug. You don't have to miss a kid. You don't like your kind. And we're going to send your fingerprints off to Washington and friends. 
Somewhere in Washington enshrined in some little folders and studying black and white of my fingerprints. And the only reason I'm singing you the song now is because you may know somebody in a similar situation. Or you may be in a similar situation. And if you're in a situation like that, there's only one thing you can do is walk into the shrink wherever you are. Just walk in, say shrink. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant and walk out. You know, if one person, just one person does it, they may think he's really sick and they won't take him. And if two people, two people do it in harmony, they think they're both faggots and they won't take either of them. And if three people do it, three, can you imagine three people walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out? They may think it's an organization. And can you, can you imagine 50 people a day? I said 50 people a day walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, walking out. And friends, they may think it's a movement. And that's what it is. The Alice's restaurant anti-massacre movement. And all you gotta do to join is to sing it the next time it comes around on the guitar with feeling. So we'll wait till it comes around on the guitar here. Sing it when it does. Here it comes. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in this around the back Just a half a mile from the railroad track And you can get anything you want At Alice's Restaurant That was horrible <laughs> One and Warren stuff, you gotta sing loud You could put a lot I've been singing the song now for 25 minutes <laughs> I could sing it for another 25 minutes. I'm not proud. <laughs> or tired. So we'll wait till it comes around again. And this time with four-part harmony and feeling. We're just waiting for it to come around is what we're doing. Accepting Alice, you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. So walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. At Alice's
This is Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. You can now take us along with you on Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, and Facebook. Download the free apps and take us along with you every place you go. Listen to us on your phone, your tablets, your watches, your devices, your earpods, or whatever your listening pleasure is. This way you can bring us along with you anytime, day or night, and hear all your favorite shows right here on the Island Waves channel. Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island, with your favorite programs such as Night Moves, Storytime with Nana Anna, Inside the 46th Parallel, The Book Nook, Country Roads, Morning Music, Mid-Morning Musical Melange, Something to Talk About, Jazz Flavors, Polkas and Pudokies, Classical Gas, and much more to come. Tune in to Island Waves for all your favorite programming and take us along with you wherever you go. You can follow us on Podbean, Facebook, Spotify, and Anchor and take us along with you wherever you journey so we can go together. don't forget, folks, you can also take us along on Apple Podcasts, Alexa, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Audible, Player FM, Deezer, Boomplay, and TuneIn Radio. So take us along with you and we will enjoy our journeys together. So be sure to tune in and follow Ivan Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. And welcome back to Vinyl Visions. Today we are featuring the music of Arlo Guthrie. Today's selection is Alice's Restaurant. This is side two, starting off with Chillin' of the Evening. Enjoy. Warm me from the wind and take my hand The song is sounding Softly singing My song is cast upon The rainbow waves Forever splashing in the sunlight Prove to me Oh, if I'm the way 
winds that blow inside me I've nowhere left to run or hide Except if you will come and run beside me And even if you do There'll be a lot for us to do To keep believing Yes, take me from the chilling of the evening And now my time has come down many streets I'm coming from Of night decay The song that itself sings Stands all alone I cannot even hear it play Now to leave Before I understand Just what it is
And this love will live to grow And I want you all to know I'm going home
along with you and download the free app and bring us along island waves be sure to tune in to island waves the voice of prince edward island island waves can now be heard worldwide on podbean apple podcast alexa google Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Audible, Player FM, Deezer, and Boomplay. Be sure to take us along wherever you go. Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island.
Today's edition of Vinyl Visions on Island Waves. Our featured artist today was Arlo Guthrie, and the album was Alice's Restaurant. I'd like to dedicate this program to a very special lady, Jackie Guthrie, whose company I had the pleasure to know once upon a time. We conclude today's show with Arlo Guthrie, and this is the city of New Orleans. Riding on the city of New Orleans Illinois Central Monday morning rail Fifteen cars and fifteen restless riders Three conductors Twenty-five sacks of mail All along the southbound Odyssey The train pulls out at Trains that have no name And freight yards full of old black men And the graveyards of the rusted automobiles Good morning America, how are you? Said, don't you know me? I'm your native son I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done Dealing card games with the old man in the club car Penny a point ain't no one keeping score Pass the paper bag that holds the bottle And the sons of Pullman porters And the sons of engineers Write their father's magic carpets Made of steel Mothers with their babes asleep Rocking to the gentle beat And the rhythm of the rails Is all they feel Good morning I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done Nighttime on the city of New Orleans Changing cars 
was in Memphis, Tennessee Halfway home and we'll be there by morning Through the Mississippi darkness rolling down to the sea But all the towns and people seem to fade into a bad dream And the steel rail still ain't heard the news The conductor sings his songs again The passengers will please refrain This train got to disappear in railroad blues Good night America, how are you? Say, don't you know me? Be gone 500 miles when the day is done. Join us again here on Vinyl Visions on Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. Yeah, that's all, folks.